sitting here behind Q's room in Toronto and I'm sitting here with Grania Duffy from Ireland who's playing here tonight and she's going to sit and chat with me about her life. Tell me where you're from. I am from Ireland and I'm from a very small county called County Monaghan. Uh, it's about an hour away from Dublin and an hour from Belfast and we're located in the north of Ireland. I live exactly on the border but I live in the Republic and I'm, it's kind of a, it's a small county but it's home to one of the biggest blues festivals which is the Harvest Time Blues Festival and we've been lucky enough to host Van Morrison at it and Peter Green and lots of other great wow. artists. So how does music come into your life? Music is in my life every day, but it came into my life, I think, through like family going to church and then there was a local church and I joined it and did some of the singing in it. And then after that, I was asked to do some solos. And when I started doing solo singing, I realized it kind of was, it just caught me straight away and I really enjoyed it. And I felt like this is something that was a calling for me. And then my sisters and I set up a band and it was kind of a cover band. We were doing like Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones. Pretenders, all this kind of stuff, and we we're just playing in pubs. And I wasn't even old enough; I wasn't even 16, going to pubs to play and sing with my sisters. They were older than me. And then eventually, I just I, after school, I went to music college, and that's where it all kind of blossomed. What did you do in music college? Well, in music college, it was a very classical and jazz degree that I did. So it was mostly just learning about classical composers. Now, it's not something that people would think relates to what I do now because I'm more blues and soul and rock based but um, it was great to learn the fundamentals of, mu fundamentals of music and learn about like basically chords and even just the composers how brilliant they were with melodies and that's something that really stuck in my mind it doesn't matter if the tune is a thousand years old or if it's two days old it's all about a strong melody and the rhythm and things like that interesting so did you know at what point did you know that you wanted to pursue music I think I realised when I was a teenager it was calling for me because I felt very fulfilled and I felt very like motivated by music and I felt it was something that really inspired me so I knew then this is something that was a calling very inspirational and it just was completely it absorbed me like I would have spent hours in like my bedroom at the time finding out about bands listening to music singing along with songs picking up the guitar learning chords and I think when I realised I was that driven by it at that age I said it was something that was special to me. So I presume growing up in Ireland, people like Van Morrison, mm -hmm. um, Phil Lynott, yeah. and Roy Gallagher would be an influence or tell me of what, course, what yeah. their role in your musical career. Yeah, because I suppose in a small island, like Ireland's only an island, there are only a, we only have a handful of musicians and that have made it but they've been very successful ones and people like Van Morrison, the Rolling Stones, even you too and you know we were lucky with Tin Lizzy and all of them people because they were so in Rory Gallagher, so inspirational. They had put their full heart and soul into their music and they were of course all the time if they weren't in the radio, if they weren't in my magazines to weren't like you know on the TV you're constantly hearing and absorbing that music so they've been very important like they've been really the fundamentals they've been the foundations upon which all my music's based because when you live in an island you're obviously not exposed to a worldwide but it was whenever I was growing up there's no YouTube there's no downloads when you wanted an album or you wanted it was tapes when I was first when I was younger if you wanted a tape you'd have to go to your local town or the bigger towns and go to a record shop and find a tape and order in maybe it took three weeks to get ordered in and you know so 
the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think we were always, I was always poaching things out of my sister's tape collection. And then whenever we were younger, my mother never had a TV in the house. And instead of Christmas time, we would get a record. So we had a good record collection in the house. But like we started off when we were younger asking for Madonna and Papa Don't Preach and things like that. So we, we eventually, we uh, developed a taste for music and we started asking for Fleetwood Mac records and things like that. <laughs> Ireland has a very strong tradition in music and, mm -hmm. and, and has a very strong musical background. Yeah. Has, is, do you play Irish music in that way? or? Um, well, I, I didn't grow up playing traditional music. A lot of friends and people around me did and they were fortunate enough. I didn't come from a musical background. My parents don't play music. But whenever I was around, I, probably around 2021, 20, I was asked to join a band that was doing like a Celtic tour in Italy. And we did a lot of Irish tunes. I sang like Spanish Lady and sang like a lot of old Irish Raglan Road and old Irish tunes on that tour. But like it wasn't something that I grew up playing. I've, I was surrounded by it, but it wasn't just something that I grew up playing. Right. Um, tell me about growing up in Ireland, what that was like. It's obviously very parochial, very small. I come from a very, very small town. Like my primary school that I went to was only like, maybe in my class was 23 people. And you know, even the girls that I was friends with in that class, I'm still friends with to this day because we st I still live in the same area. And um, from that, like you go to your local town, you go to a secondary school, it was very small. But even with that, I think, even though we're a very small country, we still have a very strong arts and culture. So that's always been something that maybe it's because we like to drink so much. We're not afraid to express ourselves when, when we're drunk. <laughs> So I think, like, although I, I suppose in school you are, there is a very good education towards, like, um, teaching you about the, er, like, even James Joyce or, like, the literature, teaching you about the mythology, and then through that you'd also then later on learn about all of the stories that would have been, like, even inspired Phil Lynott about, like, Gronya Whale and, or even, like, Cook Cullen and all those old mythological stories from Ireland. But we also have a great history of having poets and writers like W.B. Yeats and James Joyce and we would have been like I, I enjoyed reading their poetry reading their books so I think that's been very educational and great for me creatively to know there's been a hotbed of creativity in Ireland so you kind of try to draw from those influences and then further down the line people like Van Morrison and everything so I think there is a strong sense but we don't have a great industry built around that that's the unfortunate thing because we have a small population there's a lot of very talented people but it's just not a very well connected industry so you have to really reach out. That's why I probably travel so much. Well, I notice you do a lot of gigs around Europe. Yeah. And how easy is that? Like, I know I've talked to many European musicians and some feel that they don't really need to come to North America, that there is uh, um, a, a livelihood to be made traveling across mm -hmm. Europe. Yeah. Um, and I know that you're here. You've been to Canada before. You're yeah. going to be back again. Yeah. So tell me about the thinking of how the ge geography that you cover with your music? Well, I think for us, we began by playing the blues festival circuits within Europe because whenever I first took out my first album, Out of the Dark, it was a blues soul roots based album. And I just sent it out to like magazines in Ireland, Northern Ireland, England. And through England, I got a lot of, got a lot of positive reviews and positive press. And then through playing festivals in England, that was a springboard then for being invited to play in Europe, Holland, in France, in Germany, Scandinavia, Norway, 
you know, places like that. So I think there is a good blues festival circuit that we were able to join and be part of, and we started doing that whole circuit. But um, then because my music though is roots based, and like I think Ireland being situated between Europe and America, we both have links to, bo to both areas. So my music, I think, like although it's been blues roots, and I've been lucky enough to do the kind of rock blues circuit around Europe. I think now I've also starting to find a home in like in America and in Canada. We've been very lucky to play here twice and I'm hoping to build upon that. And we were over last year and back this year and I just recorded an album in LA so I'm hoping like it draws on the American influence as well. Now do you consider yourself a blues artist or do you consider yourself something more than that? Um, I would be very lucky to consider myself a blues artist because to me that's a very treasured term. To me when I think of blues artists I'm thinking of the legends like B.B. King and I'm thinking about you know those people like um, Freddie King, Albert King, all those guys that I listened to growing up. But I think blues is something's in the soul because then I think of Peter Green was a great influence on me and to me he's a really authentic blues artist but he just has a sadness in his soul that's reflected in the blues that he writes. So for me I'm probably, I'm influenced by the blues and there's probably an influence of blues in my writing. I don't know if I could call myself a blues artist. I try to just draw upon all the music that I like and the feelings that I have. I think it's a mix of soul, blues, roots, all of those things together. If somebody wants to call me a blues artist, they can. For me, myself, calling myself that, I find that hard. Like, I don't know whether it's because I feel too young to be a blues artist, but it, not that. I think it's just, for me, a blues artist is somebody who's you know, it's in their soul and it's just, oh, I look at those guys as real heroes. So women and men as heroes, like like even like people like Roberta Flack, she's a blues artist. Or if you think of Rosetta Tarp and, you know, people are even Bonnie, she's like Bonnie Rich, she's got the blues in her soul. So it's something maybe you have to earn it after a while. <laughs> a, long, a lot of years in the road and, you know, a lot of life experience to be a blues artist, but not really. Like Robert Johnson died young, he was a blues artist. Um, it's hard for me to look at myself call myself something I think I'm just who I am I don't know what if you can call myself blues artist but the fact that you're playing blues festivals yeah and and that seems to be in, yeah. in the grouping that you're yeah you find yourself in yeah um or in Europe, are you playing other kind of festivals? Or? Uh, well, we started off playing a lot of blues festivals, and I think now we're starting to cross over into doing, like, there's still blues festivals, but, like, let's say we did Blues de Passion or we did Tremblant, blues, uh, Tremblant Festival in Canada. I think now there's, like, a mix. It's, like, blues, soul, and roots festivals where there's you've got an amalgamation of all of those, uh, all of those influences together. And I think even with this next record, it, it mixes those things together. So, so I, I think, yeah, I understand we are on the, on the blue circuit, if you like, but I think it's we're a mix of all of those things together. So Tell me about being an Irish musician and how easy it is to get accepted in new locations, like in new territories or in new continents. Uh, yeah, that's that. I think that's always a challenge when you're independent. I'm an independent artist. I'm unsigned. I release my own records. So I think for me, you're always going to have to find creative ways of promoting yourself and things like that. But I think, luckily enough, within Europe, there's been a blues, like, as I said, there's been a, a blues scene, and they're very supportive. Like, if you do the blues festivals or you do the blues clubs, they really help with PR, marketing. They'll really get behind you. And...
doing an interview in the alleyway as cars can come by. Uh, but there will be, I think within Europe there has been like a lot of support whereby people even who are lovers of the blues who will get behind you, write blogs and will help publish your gigs or help market them. Will There will be magazines set up that will help write about you and all of those things really help. And obviously with living in a modern age you've got social networking and you can do a lot through Facebook and platforms like that. But I think like with anything else you're still challenged with like let's say like being a new artist in any territory and break ground and without big radio play and big advertising campaigns and without getting like pluggers and radio pluggers to play your music you're up against that challenge but I think there's other ways of promoting yourself whether it's true like using these new social platforms like YouTube and creating like creating a buzz your own kind of hype but like um, it can be difficult and then at other times you'd be surprised you go into a club next thing is full and they're like oh we've been reading about you in this magazine that we heard about you to that so it depends upon the areas I think some countries are well set up and really do have a good arts network and really support it. And some clubs are really well set up to know how to get to the right audience. And then other places are a little bit harder. You have to work, dig in and work a little harder with them. And is there like a business plan? Like, do you have, you know, I see that you're playing in Italy, you're playing in yeah. Germany, you're playing in Norway. Like, mm -hmm. do you have a, a plan that says, okay, it would be nice to conquer this territory or, yeah. you know, for the next album, we want to make sure that we're just tweeting all the time. Or yeah. Well, I suppose before this, we were um, happy to release albums, try to create a bit of a buzz. And then I think what our big thing was when I, with the previous, we were just like, we were all musicians. We all needed to make money. So if a gig came in, we would take it and go. And then I think now as things have kind of built up and we've were gone up a level, if you like, now it becomes a wee bit more about strategy and about, okay, well, we've done that next time around. We'll do this. We'll add these clubs. We'll create a marketing plan and now it's become a little bit more like that whereby it's a wee bit more of a business as well as being what we do for a living and we all love it and we all need to earn a living so you do sometimes take shows and, and they're for you know earning your bread and butter just so you can be alive but at the same time you do I think now at this point with the next album there's going to be more of a conscious effort with everything that we're doing that it's all towards a plan a set plan because I think you want to get more set up and more established so and it helps in the long run with next time you do a club if you're more established and you've more of a plan together do you have goals like do you have a, like a five-year plan or a two-year plan or does it yeah. work that way well i think yeah in the back of your mind you kind of do i haven't sat down and written one down on paper but i think in my mind you have a strategy and plans and i think with the next record it'll be more like that we'll definitely be setting ourselves goals and plans because obviously if you invest more money with making a record it has to make us return so you have to set out more goals and plans that and targets you need to reach but it's good for you as well so that you don't just kind of go back and play keep playing the same clubs and, and not push yourself keep writing new music and keep yourself creative as well so yeah i think mentally i've got them maybe i need to work towards putting them on paper <laughs> but like i know you played norway a, yeah. a, a lot yeah um and i presume that you have a following there like do yeah. you sit down and go okay you know we have our foot in the door in norway yeah we need to spend more time there we need to do yeah. this or 
Well, I suppose we haven't overly done that, but I think every year what you do is you kind of go, well, have we done, how many shows have we done in that area? Do we have something to promote? Is it worth going back and doing shows there? And then if you're planning out a tour, if you're going to be starting, like we're going to be doing a blues cruise that starts in Norway, and then it goes down to Germany, and then we're doing, picking up some dates around Germany. And sometimes it's just a logistics thing. Right, right. And we're going to be in Holland that week, right? We'll put on some shows and we'll keep going. But then now this year we kind of pull back a little. I haven't done as much shows this year as I did do last year because I was recording an album and then I want to have it more that whenever we release the album we'll release a single and we'll have a plan and then the shows that we do will have a specific strategy towards them so and sometimes I just love just going out and playing and doing a tour and not overly thinking about it because sometimes I don't think music and business I don't really like when you're the artist you don't want it to be all about business and freak, like I try to get the music at the front but in the end of the day there's no point in playing to nobody in a club either so so it's getting the right balance whereby you feel like you're doing enough that there's a business strategy, there's a marketing thing going, but at the same time, it's still about the music and it's not about making lots of money or trying to be famous and rich or anything like that. It's just about trying to get your music to the people who want to hear it. And musically, are you where you want to be? Like, Are you writing the songs that you... you yeah, yeah, I think at the moment I've just finished a session in uh, finished recording like the tracks for the next album in LA. We were working with a great producer, his name's Justin Stanley. He's worked on Cheryl Crow's records and Eric Clapton's records. And so he's a really good guy. And I feel like he's brought out some really nice uh, characteristics of my writing and my playing that I always wanted to show. And I think people might be shocked with the next record that it's probably a different sound than the previous two. But you should all, I feel, I always want to be pushing myself and growing and developing and that's exactly what he's done and in my ears he's brought out the sound that I've been trying to get towards so I feel the most content I've felt in a long time with, with my writing and the sound and everything so yeah I feel very content at the moment. Oh that's good because yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. No making art can be a very struggling and very grueling process and sometimes it can you can feel in the gutter you feel like you're not going where you want to go and you'd be so deflated so disappointed but I think it shouldn't be a struggle I think if art was really easy Easy and writing music was easy then you wouldn't get the reward for whenever you feel like it's accomplished you've accomplished something you wouldn't feel like yeah I worked really hard at that I think it's I enjoy working so I like the feeling of right I accomplished that I think if it was all easy you probably wouldn't even want to do it you know how how important is North America how important is getting into the US for you oh really important for me it's really important because straight away when I record started recording in America I felt like they just got the music straight away the guys we were playing we were really lucky with some fabulous musicians we were working with. We were working with Aaron Sterling, who's John Mayer's drummer, and we were working with other great players, Sean Davis, Aaron Redfield, a really top-notch band. And like when we went over there, we really felt like they understood the message and what we were trying to do and how to put it across and the feeling and the emotion. So for me, it's really important because I feel like I will connect with those audiences because there's something in the Irish spirit. There's such so many Irish living in America and there's been such a history between Ireland and America. I feel like it's, it's the right my music belongs there as much as in Ireland and Europe so I'm really excited about it and it's very important to me the American and Canadian market. Now have you had any leeway into the States like is, is there have you had much experience in, playing in, in Oh well we've never done any live shows in America yet so we've just been recording there so we're hoping like we've had some interest from uh, quite a big agency in America and we've also a label that are interested in America so we're hoping to build upon that and that would be our way and as you say this time we won't be just going to America and just doing clubs and just hoping for the best and like hoping the magazines will give it a good hype we're going to do it with the right strategy 
So this is what I mean with the next record, there's definitely going to be more of a strategy towards it. So, I mean, it's a risk. Sometimes those things don't work out, but I want to try it with this record anyway. What's the greatest thing you've learned about the music business as you've experienced this as a career? Um, I think what I've learned, as you can only realize that, uh, you know, it's a life's journey. And I think what I've learned about music, the whole music business is you have to still remember to make it fulfilling. So you can get sometimes tired and worn out with it or be on the road a lot and be like, is this what I'm meant to be doing? But I think you have to keep reminding yourself that as long as the people are there, they have a smile on their face, you're entertaining them, they're enjoying what you're doing. That's always going to be rewarding. And that's why music fulfills you. I think with the music business, you learn it's, it's I suppose it's like any other business, it's there to help make you make money and make you survive. But it's the people who come to the shows and that is what makes the music business so special. You know, the crowds that come and support and listen to your music. So I think it's unique in that way. It's the audience that really, uh, really pushes the whole music business. So they're the people you have to really look after, I think, you know. Are you encouraged by, I mean, the world is changing drastically. The music industry is changing drastically, probably since the time you began. Yeah. Are you encouraged by those changes? Do they scare you? How do you feel yeah, about it? Yeah, they can be challenging, like, because they're changing so quickly. So, like, I mean, and there's no textbook, and it's always different. The way one artist makes it, another artist doesn't make it that way. Like, Hosier in Ireland had great success with just having a video that went viral, and that really worked for him. But he obviously the talent to back it up. And then there's been other people who maybe other artists have helped support them, get, like, given them support lots on tours and that's helped make them other artists the record companies have gone the old-fashioned way and really bumped them up and put lots of money in and you know and then there's other people who just keep at it or have a great story like C6 Steve had a good story and that helped propel the whole his whole career so for me like our like even Radiohead are pushing the game all the time saying they're not going to record albums and then next thing they did record an album but it's only downloadable and you know and then like videos are so much part of the game now so you're no longer just an artist it's your videos your image so sometimes those things can be like huge and very hard to challenge when you're a small independent artist to constantly having to be fun in yourself and then always competing with having to have a video having to have style and market and having to have all these things in, in operation and be smart about your downloads and watching everything so you really have to be good at business as well but at the same time I think it's good because everybody can get a best shot the fact that the record companies don't have a monopoly anymore you've got a platform there's the internet's there there are clubs there they'll take independent artists and independent artists have been taken seriously now even on the radio and things like that there's independent stations that will play independent music artists music so they're all positive changes but like anything else change can be a challenge so you have to either embrace it or you'll either be scared of it so you have to embrace it if you want to keep in the game you know right like you say there's a lot more opportunities it's yes just how do you capitalize on those exactly exactly and you can get sometimes like oh there are too many changes and it's too hard to keep up with them but even the record companies are facing challenges keeping up with the changes so I think if you're honest to what you're doing and you try to do it with the most, as much integrity as you can and hopefully you'll get your break and look at if you don't it wasn't meant to be for you and you have to just be happy with that and just be fulfilled by being lucky enough to have the gift of playing music so try to keep True. those things in your mind tell me about your new album um you, you finished recording it? Is it? Yes. And when is it due out? And tell me a little bit about... We haven't set a, a release date as yet because we've got ne nearly all the songs recorded. We want to listen back through. We want to make sure there's nothing more we can add to it. We're nearly there. I think I'd say we're probably about 80% there. Um, I suppose in vain, it's... Well, the fact that we've got some Nashville players on it, it might have a touch of country. It's still got my blues and soul roots. And I think it still shows what I am. It's, it's expressing, like, okay, I 
I suppose I have to admit I like writing about relationship things and like writing I think the blues lends itself to being a bit of a moaner and complaining <laughs> <laughs> no but I think even on it it's it's dealing with a lot of those kind of issues some of the songs we're playing tonight are going to be from the next record and there's one song where I belong we're hoping will be the leading single and it's kind of like an earth song it's just about kind of you know believing that you have to respect everything around you, nature around you and you know just being living in the moment which I think nowadays people are so glued into being on their iPhone or being on the internet all the time they don't just take in the moment that's around them so those kind of the issues. We haven't got a set release date we're hoping to get it out before next year anyway. And do you have a title? No title as yet. <laughs> we're working on a working title. <laughs> Good okay. Um, I want to thank you for taking this time to Thank you very much for me. having me. Yes. And uh, I wish you the very best. And oh, thank you. Your tour and thank you very hopefully much. Hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Yes, indeed. Back in Canada, I hope again soon. Great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.